Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Co Show here Hello. at a, a new set. We're in a completely <laughs> new location. This is not my room still. We've made the big time. Yeah, we, we bought our own studio. We actually moved to Los Angeles. Um, yeah, uh, you know, hung up all the uh, all the old memorabilia. Uh, no, obviously, we just flipped the flipped the room around. Flipped the camera, not the room. We didn't flip the room around. <laughs> flipped the camera around. Um, yeah, decided maybe this is I don't know a little bit more fitting of a background uh, for what we're talking about. Maybe not the world map. Not going worldwide. Yeah, no, <laughs> no. Oh man. Um, yeah. So. Um, we're back at it. I think this is episode twelve. Yeah. So I think we're like three months, three months into this. Yeah. That's yeah. actually that's pretty good. Wow. Haven't kind of gotten by. in a major fight yet. That's good. yeah. I haven't gotten in a major fight. Uh, you know, the fame and glory hasn't really gone to our heads yet. <laughs> uh, you know, we I have, still talk to all you little people out there. We have consistently, all, all nine of you. <laughs> consistently at least five or six viewers every single <laughs> podcast. So we're hitting it big. But um, that's right. But no, uh, like we've said this at the end of a few episodes, but we just enjoy doing this. So, yeah, it's pretty dope. Um, so, I mean, what do we got this week? Nothing really. I mean, more of the MLB being stooges. Rob Manfred saying, uh, actually, there's not a 100% chance that we play. Um, even though I think a week or two ago, he said that there was a 100% chance that mm-hmm. they were going to play. Um, it seems like they're trying to stall to get down to 50 games, um, and the players are playing it so smart. They went from saying, like, no to when and where. Like, we'll do it right now. And because they know that Manfred and, and the boys want to stall to under 50 games so they don't lose money. Yeah. Um, I think they feel like they're losing money every game that well, they are. Played. They, yeah. I, I think they actually – I. I think they ran the numbers, and if they play more than 50 games, they lose money. Right. And I, some of it depends on the team. So they're, yeah. the teams with good – actually, the Mariners have a really good local TV deal. Yeah, we got a huge one, right? So they they would not lose a lot of money. The Obviously, the Yankees with the Yes Network are, are going to yeah. make money. So, but a, but a lot of teams, the Brewers, the whatever teams they have in Florida, yeah. um, those teams would – you know, every game they play, they're going to lose money. They but... should move the Marlins to Portland or something, or Charlotte. They should. They yeah. should get them out of Miami and yeah. not have them be the Marlins in Charlotte, probably, though. Maybe change the name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, uh, I baseball don't... is fumbling the bag again. They could have been the first sport back, and not yeah. only are they not the first one back, they might not be back at all. Yeah. I I think, you know, um, and we'll get into the to this later, we, we watched the – Docu- I forget what it's called, the documentary with uh, Sosa and McGuire mm-hmm. and how that, you know, so they had a, there was a baseball uh, a strike. It was a strike or a lockout. I always forget which one. I can't uh, remember who I was pissed at, but I, yeah, um, I, remember. I believe the owners locked the I think it was technically out. a lockout. Yeah. So I mean, the, they the, were the owners shut down the season. Yeah. Um, and lost fans permanently and were, they were pulled back in. So I, I, I think they're going to lose. So I heard a guy on the radio today, um, Chuck Powell, KJR. He's a huge baseball guy, and he says he doesn't know if he's gonna watch it. He's, you know, if they don't play the season, he's so angry, and that's his his favorite game. Of Listen, all of man, now. why? Because you're missing out on something you love for a year. You're gonna take it away from yourself. Yeah, I, like, <sighs> it makes it makes really. I mean, I understand being mad. I'm gonna be really mad too, and I'm 
I'm not I'm not a fan of the MLB right now. I'm especially not a fan of Rob Manfred, but I'm not going to stop myself from watching something I love. I'm not going to make a rule that I'm not going to watch it, but yeah. I will I don't I'm not going to hurry back. Like I'm not I'm not going to be excited about it. I'm going to have a, a, a sour taste in my mouth for a long time if they don't play. I already do. You know, I don't know. So, you know, it's about a I don't know, a little less than a week ago, um Manfred and uh, the the um, Players Association lead guy, um, uh, oh, Tony Clark, I believe his name is, former player, um, get in a room and everybody makes it sound like they're going to play. And they're really, you know, one side is saying 60 games, the other side is saying 70 games, and they can't figure that out, like 65, they, right? Yeah, they... <laughs> can't we just do... 65 and call it good like the, i just don't what's so complicated about the this? owners from what i'm reading from it um the owners are scared to lose a cent they don't want to yeah. lose a single penny they won't sacrifice that and the players just don't want to give in and they want to get as much money as they can too um i think a lot of the reason that the players are being so hard-headed and by the way they're playing it so well um uh i think the reason they're doing that is because they know that next year is a CBA negotiation yeah. and they have to set a good precedent. And I, it seems like the MLB is the only league that lets their players dominate them in this kind of stuff. I mean, the players still don't have a salary cap. Yeah. Now, I, w- I won't say they dominated because they, I, I'm pretty sure there was a lot of things in the last CBA that the players didn't like, but um, the players, it seems like have, have the owners kind of in a, you know, in a dangerous place right now. Even the old head fans are blaming the owners more than the players right now. It seems like. Yeah, I yeah I would agree. And what's weird to me about this whole thing is I feel like if you're an owner, you should have a long term view. Yes. So you're not worried about 2020. Um, hey, rich people like to keep their money. I get that, but you're not you're you're not just concerned with 2020. You're concerned about your product over the next you know, 20 years or however long, um, you know, the players should be more concerned about today because they make their money today. Yeah. And these guys have a, you know, most of these guys have a short career, you know, Mm -hmm. so you can own a team for a very long time and pass it down to your family and on and on and on. But a player, most of them, I don't know what the average MLB career is, but the the, the very best of the best play 20 years and most... Mm -hmm some people come up for a couple of years and you know it's a lot of, it seems like it's reversed like yeah. the owners have the short term view and the and the players have the long term view and i feel like it should be the opposite yeah um the, i mean a lot of players you know they'll make 90% of the money they'll make in their life before they're like 30 yeah. four yeah. Like th- you know or even 30 um so you know i think it's weird. It's just weird to me when people side with owners in this kind of thing and this kind of stuff. And also, it goes to show, like, I mean, I guess you can argue this about the players too, but man, the owners really don't care about winning. They don't care about the like the legacy of their team. Mm. They just care about making money, and they know that um, a sports team it's supposed to just print money. There's you're supposed to have no risk when you own a sports team. Like every single year, you're making money, even if you're a terrible team. Um, Unless you do like a really really awful job, but for the most part, just off of tradition and namesake alone, you're gonna make money. And now that there's some risk, and now that you know there's some adversity, and they might actually lose money one for one time, um, they're like shitting themselves. The the reason that 
that most fans side with with uh, the owners quite often is one they the players are temporary in your fandom mm -hmm. usually um and also everybody knows exactly to the penny what each player makes yeah so you see their contract you don't see you know john q billionaire uh, you know how much he makes each season how much his his franchise appreciates each season that's then that's bullshit to me like they, yeah. they should release the numbers for that so you don't see that you know and we see it a little bit but you see an you know you see a franchise valued at a billion or or sell for two billion like the clippers did mm -hmm. you know a couple of years ago um you know uh some of those guys are making a, a, a billion dollars in, you know, in value basically over, over time, you know, that's a, you know, no player makes a billion dollars. So <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't always get it, but I think it's just, it's what's in front of you. It's what's public. Yeah. You see the, the ESPN, you know, the scroll along the bottom saying <clears throat> what a guy signs for. And you're yeah. like, motherfucker, I would do, I would do it for meal money, mm -hmm. you know? Um, but so it's just a different perspective. Yeah. I don't know. Um, all right. Uh, we also got Kevin Thompson transferring to UW. Oh, um, we're going to the championship, baby. Yeah, um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I am. I don't really follow college recruits or yeah. uh, and that kind of. Um, I, I don't. Yeah. So I, really I, 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 I heard about it. Didn't know who he was, but have has have since done some research on it. So I, I let me ask you. Let me ask you this. I'm gonna put you on the spot here. Mm -hmm. When you hear dual threat quarterback, what image pops into your head? I mean Lamar Jackson. Right. Yeah. Right. So, um, but probably not a white guy very often. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. So that was the. First... I I thought of about four <laughs> or five black quarterbacks before. Yeah. 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 Guy. So yeah. this guy is what do we? He's a, I think he's sneaky athletic. Mm, he's one of... <laughs> Okay. Okay. No. Nice. Um, but it, yeah. So anyway, I was surprised. You know, it's one of those things where I'm like, oh gosh, yeah, okay, I, that's, you know. It's just it it just tells you that that there's a little bit of bias yeah. in in all of us, yeah. and I'm like I heard him on the radio, and I'm like, again, I'm like he sound he sounds kind of white, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sitting there going, dude, you're not supposed to think that kind of stuff, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're not yeah. you're not supposed to put these labels on people. And then I looked at, I looked him up, and I'm like, yeah, he yeah he's white, but anyway, uh, he's a dual threat white guy. Nice, okay. So, but um, yeah, he was. A two-star recruit out of Auburn. Um, I think everybody just shut us off right there after my my, my commentary. But um, no, um, Auburn as in Auburn High School, not yeah, not yeah, the college. like Auburn Riverside, yeah. maybe one one of the. I think it was Auburn Riverside. It was one of the the you know down in in yeah. Pierce County, not um, the SEC school, not the SEC. <laughs> different, very different Auburn. Yeah. Um, he was a two-star recruit. Didn't have many offers. Went to UNLV. Um, tore up his shoulder they basically said hey we think you should should switch positions and and play special teams and he said no um ended up at sac sacramento state which has been a joke program yeah. forever they're they're uh, what is it fcs you can't call them division two no it's, it's what the know. same the same conference that eastern washington plays yeah in. it's yeah so um and then last year he's been injury injury prone forever he will be well first of all he 
They beat Eastern this last year. They oh, okay. won their conference, wow. went to the playoffs. He I was, didn't know that. He was an FCS All-American. Um, uh, they played ASU fairly close and played Fresno State fair, you know, fairly close. Beat Eastern, beat Montana. So um, he's fast. I mean, he's a legit, nice. legit athlete. I, I watched some of the film against Arizona State, and he looked... He looked good as an athlete, as a passer. It was mixed from what I saw. I didn't see a ton of accuracy. Um, but here's the funny thing. He graduated from high school a year before Jake Browning did. He's going to be 25 years old. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, so, he will be in his seventh year of college football uh, after redshirting and getting two injury redshirts. Um, so local guy, um, you know, to me... Um, you know, Hey, they needed another guy in the room. Um, I guess the best case scenario would be he, he doesn't win the job because either Sermon or Dylan Morris are, are so good, but at the very least he pushes them and maybe they don't have a quarterback like him on the roster. So Maybe you know, maybe they can put him in for some some certain packages or for a series here and there to as a change up. Mm-hmm. But um, hey, I wish him well. He sounded like a cool dude on the radio. I okay. liked him a lot. Well, His yeah, that's good. Dad's a big UW fan, so. Um, but yeah, I don't think you know. I, I don't. I don't think he's gonna be a a great quarterback. But do you think? Does he think he has like a really legitimate shot then? Because I mean, I think he was told. Yeah. I think. Basically, he says he was told by the coaches, "Hey, we have some quarterbacks we really like, mm-hmm. but you will, you know, you're going to be given an opportunity. You're going to, you're, you're, you'll be, you know, everybody's starting from, you know, you got a new head coach and a new yeah. offensive coordinator. Nobody really knows what they're going to do offensively. We've been told that they're going to be a, a pro style down, you know, throw it down the field type offense, which is not what this guy does. Mm. He's more of a um zone read type guy um i watched it and a lot of that so you know i don't know i don't know but um by the way i just want to make my feelings on jacob sermon clear i'm not a fan yeah i don't think he's good i don't i think he's i don't like him like i don't i don't like him as a person um yeah as a person what do you mean by that he's a douche yeah i have it on good word yeah yeah um it's funny i've heard similar things from from you from you dub sources um, yeah i know dogman doesn't like him yeah and i know people in his life a lot of the time maybe don't like him so right he i know you saw him play jackson and and weren't impressed when when he was in high school he he won like the player of the year in his conference and he had he had not the most touchdowns or yards but he had the most picks and he didn't have the best completion percentage and he threw by far the most passes and and didn't have the most touchdowns or yards. It's, I mean, yeah. I don't know. And he didn't. I don't know. He's just Win- tall and has a big arm. Winning like, team, cool. big recruit. Um, there was a. Let me let me ask your. This is totally totally off the subject here, but so there was a when I was you know writing for uh, you know covering sports. There was another writer, and he was the Seahawks reporter. But he was talking about when he covered um, sports. Uh, high school sports i forget what town but it was kept so kevin garnett was their player of the year and he said there was another guy that had bigger numbers than garnett um 
but the guy was like not a re- not really a recruit. He was one of those like you know like six four center right, guys yeah. that that are gr- that can be great in high school. Very but they, clearly not. They're a, a, yeah. a community college type type kid right. at the next level. So and and I'm like you got to know he, he name the the guy who was the best player. Mm-hmm. You know not because the best guess recruits. what guess what like Kevin Garnett's gonna be a Hall of Famer. Yeah, like that kid. You I think mean... he gives a shit about. Uh, no. Shit about being the high school player of the year. No, no. this other kid would have that on his wall. Yeah, that's in the NBA hall. Obviously, of fame. you can't know that, but yeah, yeah. But anyway, yeah. I just so so who I I yeah I, I I've heard things about Sermon that you know questioning his leadership. He put his name in the transfer portal last spring and then pulled it back out. So I I'm out on I, him. I've been out on him since my sophomore year of high school. So. I think. I think Dylan Morris will be the guy that I hope so. I, I don't know why people aren't talking about him more. You know, he he was a, a four star recruit also. Um, I I think he's you know kind of Jake Browning with a stronger arm. I I think he wins that's, the job and that's what I that's what I want. Yeah, essentially. I mean that that was my our biggest complaint with Browning. And then he's they've got Garbers who might be the best of the three long term, but he's he's a true freshman okay. with no spring ball. Yeah, with Zoom, with Zoom practices. Yeah, I don't, I don't like. Don't, don't put him in. Yeah, don't. don't let's not start in. him. Nah. But anyway, I don't know. But I, I'm with you on on Sermon. I I would be a little surprised if if he starts. Um, but we'll we'll see. Hopefully, Listen, one hey, of them is J- freaking Jacob, great. Jacob you know? Sermon, man. If if you happen to come across this a little clip or something, you know, I mean, use this as motivation or something. You know, go yeah, go out and kill it. Yeah, don't be a a douche. Um. <clears throat> <laughs> um, sorry no i'm just uh sorry um i'm gonna have to ask you who your source is after this because you're it's, yeah it's it, yeah um <laughs> there's just there's uh, anyway I, I can't i just can't even begin to delve um so okay well, how do you uh, <laughs> oh my god how do, how do you people, feel the three people watching this are like what is he covering i mean right they now? might know i don't know um what is he? It's, he it's not. It's on? not like one thing. It's just. Come no. on, just just tell us. There's nobody watching. This. Okay, stop now. There's. It's nothing. Um, <laughs> there really is nothing. Uh, okay, how do you feel about transfers though, in general? Oh gosh, you know, I I have mixed feelings because I think guys should be able to transfer because the coaches leave all the time. Yeah, and they you know they they recruit a guy make make you know make these guys feel like the most important thing on earth and then the next day they they sign a bigger deal Mm -hmm. to make more millions somewhere else however i don't like it (laughs) as a fan i don't like as a human i think that players should be able to transfer as a fan i don't want people to transfer yeah i yeah i'm on the same we're already seeing like i don't like it when i i i you know hey kevin thompson good luck to you but i don't like it when when a, you know, we've seen it at a couple places now. We've seen it at Oregon. Well, with him, he couldn't, he didn't have an offer here though, right? Like he kind of no. had to earn his way here. So I feel like it's a little different with him. Yeah, yeah, but, but if you're, you know, if you're a, if you're Sermon or or Morris, you're mm-hmm. like, I man, I have busted my ass yeah. for this program for for a year or two. Yeah, and you're pulling this guy in. You know, he, you know, out of nowhere and now he's taking the job. Um, and then also, you know, I don't like guys leaving either. You know, mm-hmm. they, there's a lot of, oh, oh, I didn't, 
win the starting job, okay, I'm transferring. I'm only a sophomore. You know, it used to be at, at UW. I mean, I know more about UW than anywhere, but there are a lot of players that didn't play shit. I mean, Don James used to say, you know, somebody asked him, when's the best time to play a, a freshman? And he said, when they're a junior or a senior. <laughs> um, but it's not like that. If guys don't play right away, they... They're like fuck this, I'm out of here. Yeah, and transferring. So I think it creates chaos. I was gonna say I don't, I don't like kind of the culture it's created, um, right. and I don't like, I don't like that programs have a philosophy of going out and hunting transfers. Like I don't really, I don't know, I yeah. don't really like that as much. Um, it's kind of dirty, yeah. It, it's like, but I mean, you know, when you look at a school like Baylor, Matt Rule took a bunch of took a bunch of kids that feel like they didn't get given their fair chance and turned them into a top program, almost took them to yeah. the playoffs. So it's like, you know, there's a lot of different ways you can kind of slice the pie. But, um, I, I mean, yeah, I completely agree with you. Like, as a human, you know, think about it. If you if you think you might have a chance to go to the league and instead you're sitting behind maybe, I don't know, a bigger name or something. Yeah, I mean, I think the perfect example is uh... – Who's Mustache Boy? What's his actual Minshew. name? Minshew. Minshew. Yeah. I mean, the guy, you know, the guy started in the NFL last year. He doesn't yeah. do that if he doesn't transfer. So I get it. And, and it's the same thing with yeah. Kevin Thompson, right? I mean, yeah. And Thompson, I, let me let me for sure clarify this. If you have grad, if you've earned your degree 100%, you should be able to transfer no limitations. Yeah. yeah I I'm agree. fully there. in support of that. I agree there. You know, so the other thing, so the other part of this is let's say you're a, you know, you're a freshman or sophomore and things aren't going your way. Mm-hmm. Do you, should, should players have to sit out a year? I, I, you shouldn't lose a year of eligibility. Maybe, maybe you should sit out a year, but you shouldn't like, that should not take a full one. That should not take 25% of your career away. Right. It's, so it's dumb. So some guys have red shirts and some guys don't though. Some guys have burned them and some, some haven't. Um, True. I mean, I guess if if you've already burned your red shirt, I mean, um, I I don't know. I don't like I don't like sitting out for a year really. Um, I, I here here's actually you know, actually, I don't. Okay, what I really don't like is that there's some there's subjectivity involved in who can transfer and who can't. Right. I think there should be a clear set of guidelines, and then maybe you have like you can apply for a special thing like for example like you said if your coach leaves maybe if your head coach leaves you should have one or maybe every player should get one free transfer but i don't think like i don't like that you know maybe a quarterback would have a big name quarterback would have an easier time than a small name offensive lineman or something right um do you think the school you're transferring from should have any input on transferring from yeah no Okay. No, because right they're they're they losing do. they're losing a player, so like, yeah. Of course they're gonna. I mean, some a lot of the times I'm guessing, they're like it's you know best for both of us or whatever. But right, yeah, it seems sort of murky. Um, I you know, I know there were some examples. Um, just last year, so you had. Oh gosh, who's the Ohio State quarterback put up huge numbers this last year? Justin Fields. I mean, that guy's transferred once or twice already. Yeah. And he he Burrow he transferred. Gets, yeah, Burrow transferred. Um so Fields gets to play right away with no penalty. And so did Kyler Murray and Baker Mayfield too. Right. So and 
Fields in particular, there was no real reason. Yeah. Though I mean, other than f- there was a football reason. Right. And then there was a guy, and I'm sorry, I'm bl- I don't remember the names or even the schools, but the, I think it was a Michigan guy. I, I could be wrong, though. But this guy wanted to transfer because um, I believe his mom was ill or something like that. Like he had a family member that was ill. Oh, and he couldn't, so right? He, that's why he wanted to transfer to be closer to home. And they wouldn't... And they said, you got to sit out a year. So, yeah, so I don't like... It's that kind of stuff yeah. that drives me crazy. It's, it's Yeah, I mean... So I, I I guess I'm in favor of letting guys play right away, but you're gonna see a shitload of transfers. It's I gonna think, be a it's gonna be a mess. Could you not? I mean, I know maybe under like the current rules you can't, but could you make a guy sit a year but not lose a year of eligibility? Because that would show they're committed to the right. program, right? Yeah, that wouldn't that wouldn't be so bad. Cause, yeah, because if that's if that's the issue, if like you wanna if you want them to show that they're committed or whatever they still that's still one more year they're not in the nfl right you know because that like if you're taking a year of eligibility like the idea i don't know when you take a year of eligibility from someone it feels like you're taking potential money out of their pockets and i don't like that especially when you're not getting paid already so right yeah i don't know i don't know i you know like i said i think they should be able to transfer but you're gonna see you're gonna see a lot more tr- more transfers. It's gonna happen yeah. all the damn time. Hell, it happens in high school too now. Like, I, well, yeah, yeah, I mean, Le- how did LeBron know. and D Wade's son yeah. get on the same high school team this year? And also, D Wade's son is gonna leave. Yeah. So, like, he's he's gonna be at his third high school in three years. Yeah. Or actually, no, he because they were both freshmen this year. So, um, but I don't think they were they were not. You know, it's not like me going from Gateway to Jackson. They. They set it up kind of in a yeah. specific way, obviously. And there's, you know, there's all just a lot. I would say there's less loyalty, um, in general in the yeah. world, probably. Which in some ways everyone, might be good. Everyone's but... trying to get their own, and it's like I yeah. respect it. You know, right, right. At the end of the day, I mean, loyal. There's, I think personally, we should praise, you know, the 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 Kobe's and the and the Dirks and the Tim Duncans that stay with their team the whole time and I mean they all won championships so that's not really a great example but I think we should praise them but I don't think that doesn't mean we have to hate on someone that wants to go win a ring so they leave shitty Memphis and you know like go find a ring but what's interesting is so Jordan Chicago was shitty yeah um and how much different would we look at Michael Jordan, even if he'd won six titles? If but if if he'd said, "Oh man, like I can't beat Detroit. Fuck it, I'm gonna go sign with Detroit," and they win. It's know. different if he signs with Detroit though, because that's that's like that's rivalry. like KD. That's like KD going yeah. to the Warriors. Right. Even worse, actually. That'd be worse. That would than KD. that would have been worse at the time. Yeah. Especially at the time. Especially yeah. at the time. Like even now, I think. But even if he'd gone anywhere, anywhere else. Said, yeah. Oh, no. The true, Chicago true. thing is not working. Like his, he's looked at it as a different. Guy. It is. It is looked. It is looked at different. But I don't think. I don't think he's less of a. I don't think like he's looked at different, but I don't think he's looked at as any lesser. I I don't think. Right. I, like at least in my eyes, I, it's different with different people. Yeah. But yeah. for me, like if you win, if you win six rings, you win six rings. You know, it's different when you go. It's it were it would be different if at the very end of his career, like in his Wizards years, if you were to go to I don't know the if you were to go to the the Lakers at that time with Shaq and Kobe and 
Yeah. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? It would be different um, than in your prime, maybe going to a place that, you know, doesn't have like already a ton of stars like KD did, but at least can help you win. Um, I don't know. It's, yeah. And it's very like all of these are, it's very um, circumstantial. Like, oh, yeah. you know, every, yeah. it's a very case by case type type of thing with that. Um but yeah, um, let's see. What else do we got? <clears throat> um, the Griffey documentary. Uh, yeah. And I guess we can also talk about the Maguire and Sosa thing because it fell within the same time right, period. Right. Um, yeah, we watched both just in the last couple of days. Yeah, so um, I guess let, let's start off with the, the Sosa and Maguire one, actually. Um, for me, I didn't actually know a ton about either of them. I just kind of thought they were both scumbags. I actually, I I know Sam. I knew Sammy Sosa was kind of a nutcase, but um, uh, I didn't like. I came out of this a Mark McGuire fan personally. Yeah, honestly, yeah. It, it really shed a good like. It made him look good. Um, and I didn't. It. I. You know, before I was just like, oh, he's just like a piece of shit, cheater, whatever. Um. It was very clear that he was a home run hitter as it is. He was, as he said, he was born to hit home runs. Um, and I don't think, I don't think he took it like, I'm going to do this and hit a lot more home runs. You know, my, my numbers are going to go up. Like, I think he actually did it for recovery, which changes kind of my opinion on it a little. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I agree. I think that he had a lot of injuries early on and mm-hmm. I think, I think he, that's the, you know his numbers are tainted. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. Yeah, I'm not yeah. Justify his numbers. I don't. But... I don't put him in like that category with Griffey. Like even, yeah. So yeah, but yeah, it was interesting. You know, obviously. So this the you know ninety eight was before you were born. Mm-hmm. So you, but so you didn't go through that season, and it was awesome. You know, it was again. Yeah, go ahead. I uh, I just think that documentary did a pretty good job of like kind of creating that feeling yeah. where it took it took me out of the mindset of this whole time they were cheating like it I, I was into it I was like you know even though I knew the outcome I was like oh who's gonna win like um right. it, it felt really awesome when you're watching the documentary which is what the the guy said he wanted to do like he wanted to take you back to that feeling and maybe kind of not just the whole time it it'd be shitting on Mark and Sammy yeah I, I'd forgotten how I mean I knew it was a, a battle you know, but I'd forgotten just how close it was. Seriously, all the way right through. at the end, right I mean, at and, the end. And Sosa having the the home run lead for forty five minutes, and McGuire, and then McGuire hits hits two to take it back that yep. day. So um, crazy. Then it was you know again so that that the lockout was in ninety four, and then there was a strike I think to start the ninety five season for a little bit. They thought about using replacement players. God damn! Was, I I will not. That's what I won't watch. Yeah. <laughs> Any league with replacement players. Yeah. Refs was bad enough. And there were guys like they went so far. They had guys in camp like there were known scabs. So that there were guys that crossed the line. Russell Wilson playing for the Yankees. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So there were guys that were labeled. I mean, I can think of one right now that played for the Mariners, Charles Gibson. Hmm. Um. Who a good defensive player, but um. People, everybody knew that he had crossed the line, even though they never played games. I, I at least I don't think they did. I think they just did some spring training. But um, so negative, negative feeling about baseball. Now, baseball won Seattle back with ninety five. Yeah, but a lot of other cities were still angry 
um, especially un you know heavy union cities were still very angry at at baseball. Um, and then '98 people got sucked back into it because yeah. it was so fun to watch those two go back and forth, and they seemed to. You know, Sosa, as weird as he is now, he was so charming back then with his, I don't know what his little yeah, thing yeah, was. Yeah, no, but, um, me too, me too. I was yeah. like, I was like, I could see, because I knew people were kind of uh, caught up in like his whole personality and stuff. And um, looking now, it's it's like. Yeah, he looks like a freak. And, yeah. yeah um, and he's he, he seems a, a little delusional maybe. Like there, there were a couple times where he was, he was describing the way that he approached kind of the media and the game he was talking about how he kind of like i said how he approached it and everyone in his life said the exact opposite of him like he loved the attention all this stuff yeah so it seems like i don't know he's kind of a nutbag now but yeah yeah i remember there was a story oh gosh i think it it, i think it was after that season it was a couple years after that season and he was still putting up big numbers I believe it was an SI writer that said, you know, basically, do you take steroids? And he said, no, no, of course not, or something like that. And the, and the guy says, oh, cool. Um, hey, I've got a doctor, like, out, uh, like here or outside the room. Would you be willing to take a test right now? <laughs> so, so it was like, uh, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. And then, you know, the other thing is that, number 70 home run ball getting auctioned off for 2.7 million and we were talking about how much is that worth now god damn just that you know it's so first of all the record gets beaten and then it's tainted yeah and, you know and he ain't getting to seven 2.7 million for that ball nope. now nope yeah. he, he's keeping it it's not even worth whatever money he could get back yeah. at this point he's just gonna keep the memory just put it back in the ball bag yeah seriously <laughs> go ahead off the tee <laughs> Um, oh man! But yeah. it was it was fun. It was it was a great. You know, I enjoyed the documentary, and it it was a really fun fun season. I didn't realize how cool the moment of McGuire breaking the record was too. Yeah, I did not realize how awesome that moment was with him going up to Maris's yeah. family and, um, like the way like just the camera angles that they got. Like they were right there on the field, right with him. It looked like a like a movie scene. Um, yeah, it, did. it was and his son. Yeah. Kind of goofy looking. Yeah, yeah, his dorky little son. Um yeah, uh it was it was really good. Uh it created like I said, it created kind of a a feeling that it wasn't so negative, you know? Yeah. It it created it kind of had a good message of yes, this is tainted. We all know it's tainted and we don't really kind of keep it in the history books, but it was fun, so why don't we look back on, on it fondly? Because guess what? It was fun. Like the memories, yeah. the memories are still there. Um, yeah. Obviously, not, not for me, but um, <laughs> yeah. but like for for baseball fans, you know, yeah. like that year, that summer was one of the probably the best summer of baseball. I mean, in however long, and probably since then, that like I don't know. There's probably hasn't been a better year of baseball. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Um. I guess you know. Could Griffey have have broken that record if he took steroids? You think? <laughs> I mean, honestly, I, I mean, you never know. But I, I it's sure really, think it, so. It's hard to tell. It's hard to tell how much, um, how how much the numbers go up. But yeah. we, what we can confirm is Sammy Sosa's forearms blew up about three times the size of what they n- normally were. <clears throat> 
and he was about a you know he was like a 30 home run guy and yeah he was like a 30 he was a base stealer too so he was like a 30 30 guy yeah and and, and now he's now he's in 60 and 70 so yeah. it, it really makes it seem like griffey could have had 80 genuinely yeah i think griffey might have been able to have 80 if he took steroids because if you think of like the three dudes mcguire sosa and bonds they the three that were up there all like they took steroids yeah and there's no one else that's been up there like that yeah so has anyone else been? Who else is it? Like sixty even? Oh gosh! Since since Maris, like, I I mean, Has anyone hit over sixty? I don't know. Here, keep talking about Griffey for um, a sec. Yeah. So with with Griffey, yeah. I mean, I I I will always love that he was clean, uh, or at least we believe he was. There's no evidence, and just looking at his body, you know, yeah. and all that, it it sure looks like he was clean. Um, but I'll always be glad for that. You know, his numbers are not tainted. Mm-hmm. Um, he's one of the best players in, in the history of baseball when you when you consider defense and, and his offense as well. Um, you know, the funny thing, you know, our, the thing that we all bury with Griffey is that he wanted out of here. Yeah. You know, yeah. That, that hurts I a lot. I just sort of, I don't know why I gloss over that. Mm-hmm. Like, I should... Like, why wasn't he booed for that? Like, right. But I would never think of booing him. But but part of me is like, why? Why? Because he did it for his family, I guess. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we accepted that. And we loved him so much that we accepted that, you know. Yeah. But, but he, people hate A-Rod. Well, the Mariners offered A-Rod, you know, less than half of what Texas did. Yeah, I I don't hate on A Rod for leaving the Mariners. I yeah, mean, a lot of people that, do though. They booed him for a long time. I I mean, I guess like at the time, maybe. I mean, I don't know. I, like when you're offering half the money, it's... yeah. There's something about that guy. I think I've mentioned this before, but I I you know did interview him a couple times, mm-hmm. um, and he looked just empty. Like he had he wasn't an engaging person to talk to, hmm. and it wasn't shy. Yeah. It was just like, this guy's just full of shit and is like, I, there's like, he just looked hollow to me. He And he still kind of does. Like, I don't know. He yeah. just, every, every time he opens his mouth, it seems like he's full of shit. Yeah. Like, honestly, yeah. even when he's on TV now, it seems like he's, it seems like he doesn't know what he's talking about. Like, you know, even though he probably does, um, at least when it comes to hitting, obviously. So, so the guys that have had more than 55 since Maris um griffey twice a rod in 2002 so that's pre-steroids i think mm. it's hard to te- hard to say Who knows? Hard how many say. did he hit 57 okay that was the most he ever hit though um okay. uh luis gonzalez 57 yeah I, that guy was uh that people think he was roided at i would too, imagine that, he was 2001 so yeah maybe. that yeah that that guy was was hitting them ryan howard i don't think he was on roids was he? Uh, I don't know. I don't think he Probably was on not. He was a I think big he was boy. a little too late. He was just a huge dude. Yeah. He's always been huge. He had 58 in 2006. And then you got uh, 1938, 1932. So those are not since Maris. And then the ones, uh, the one other than um, Babe Ruth, Roger Maris, Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire, and Barry Bonds. Uh, John Carlos Stan with 59 in 2017. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, he's, he's the only one that's sniffed uh sniffed that that record or not uh, maris's record that is not not the not the other ones but uh yeah so i mean from from spots 
uh, six up, it's all roid roid boys. <laughs> so I mean, um, and Griffey's down at seventeen. I I think, I think he breaks it. I think he does. I mean, he hit fifty six, and he had what forty through what was it, forty through like August or something or yeah, mid August yeah. or something that one year before the lockout. So yeah, no, I think he, he does was... it. Yeah, no, he, he probably would have. Yeah, um, beast. love just um, man, what he was so much fun to watch. You know, I, offense yeah, and I just wish I wish I could have watched him. Yeah, I wish I could have watched him. Goodness, um, oh, I, I mean, I wish I could have watched him in his prime. Uh, we did see home run number six hundred twenty-seven in did. his career. We did. So that's yeah. his fourth to last. Yeah. So um, yeah. yeah uh, what um... I think that the thing about Griffey, well, first of all, we talked about this before, but um, Jordan Jordan asked Griffey for his autograph. Yeah, like how many people do you think Jordan asked? I genuinely, I think since Jordan uh, went to the NBA since he was drafted, I don't. I think maybe that was the only person that he has ever asked for his autograph. <laughs> yeah, but Griffey was was like a Jordan, and you know, in in terms of popularity and transcending the sport, mm-hmm. getting a shoe deal, which That's baseball so players nuts. didn't get. That's so nuts. Um, and yeah, uh, everybody. So this, you know, and you have to remember too. Seattle wasn't Seattle's a pretty big deal now, but it wasn't a big deal then. I remember being a kid in the mid '80s and having people. You know, there used to people used to watch westerns all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, with like. Uh, Clint Eastwood and stuff right, like that. Yeah. They were on TV quite a bit, but people would ask me, "Is that what it's? Is that what it's like in Seattle?" I'm like, <laughs> "Well, the Western takes place in like the you know the 1800s." Yeah, and, <laughs> you know, not quite. Like people had no idea, but so Griffey really. People suddenly and people didn't know where Seattle. Well, Griffey didn't know where Seattle was when he got drafted. Yeah. yeah. But, um, anyway, so the world has changed a lot since then. But he he really did help put Seattle on the map and. Was was just you know again just loved loved watching him him play he seemed to really just love the game yeah so um we already discussed this but would you rather see Griffey hit eighty we're not even gonna say break the record of seventy three we're gonna say he hits eighty home runs on steroids <laughs> or or would you rather have him whatever legacy he has right now plus um plus the unknown of who knows if he if he gets injured as many times maybe when he yeah. comes back to the mariners in 2009 he's still a productive player yeah you know yeah. what i mean uh, yeah uh boy that's i mean the easy answer is of course not but mm-hmm. but how much fun would it have been if he had been really in that race in that, that three-man race and if he tops it off with 80 yeah Ooh. um i i there's part of me that's like that would have been so much fun that I would have been willing to deal with the fallout. For me, there's no, there's absolutely nothing to gain for me. So I'm obviously yeah. gonna say I want Griffey, Griffey's legacy to, yeah. to remain what yeah. it is currently. But um, because yeah, I, 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 you know, I was yeah. negative three or no negative, yeah, negative three years old at the time. So negative yeah. two. Yeah, no, I'm I'm proud to say that as far as we know, he was clean and was still one of the greatest of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, but but yeah, that would have been fun. That would have been fun. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. God, yeah. Oh man. Um, and, and then with him, you know, I I've said this to a lot of people, um, but he he always had a little he had a little bit of a gut on him. Mm-hmm. I don't 
I don't think he worked out a lot. I mean, he he worked a lot on hitting. He worked on skill stuff, but he he didn't wasn't always in the in the greatest shape. And that you can get away with that. A lot of people can get away with that. But when you hit thirty, like every pound hurts you. Yeah, that's more tug on your hamstring, which he had trouble with. That's more tug on your knees, which he had trouble Mm -hmm. with. More weight when you land on your shoulder. Yeah. Yeah, so he had all those all those injuries, and you know, he wasn't like fat, but he he had a few extra pounds, and you wonder if he had kept himself in in better shape, would he have avoided some? Because he just couldn't. And know, and maybe injured, injured, injured. All maybe the way. steroids not only get him in better shape to avoid, but also as we know, it helps your recovery time. And since Griffey was a guy that he self admittedly always kind of put himself back when he was around ninety percent. Yeah, and he never quite let it fully get back. Um, may, maybe he gets back to a hundred percent on those and, and maybe he's in better shape. So you're maybe. telling kids take steroids? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> take steroids. No, take steroids. Uh, obviously, you know, Mark McGuire is, I would say probably more hated than loved still at this point. Yeah. Um, at least outside of six. It's Lewis. hard to get over. I mean, look at Pete Rose. It's, it's, yeah. I mean, Pete Rose is a just cheater. a dick though. Yeah, he is a dick. Um, and I, I, we both think he should be in the Hall of Fame yeah. and, and all that. He but should he definitely be in the Hall. He, he would be in the. He might be in the Hall of Fame if he wasn't such a dick. Seriously, if you just played played a little bit of the MLB's the game, game. So just say you're sorry for real, and you know, um, yeah, I mean, he's he's more interested in signing everything he gets his eyes on and making twenty bucks. So, um, and apologizing in a book. Right. Yeah. Seriously. So I can, oh, I bet I could sell some books if I apologize. That's now. like that's like OJ's move. If I did it, selling a book called <laughs> If I Did It. Jesus Christ! Right, you what a, maniac. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, so you know, what, let's. Um, what did you like the Griffey doc or the Sosa McGuire doc more? Just mm. From from like a content perspective, not obviously not like the players. Wow. Um. I would say this, the McGuire Sosa one was I would agree. probably a better product. It seems like the Griffey one was a little bit of like a, like a, uh, someone who just really wanted to show off how cool Griffey was. Yeah. Like, it didn't, I don't know. The Sosa McGuire thing was kind of a, it created a feeling, you know? Yeah. Yeah, they did. They did a good job of putting us back in that time. The only stuff I was really, like, super intrigued about the Griffey doc was just stuff I didn't know about, mostly. Right. Um, the other stuff, you know, it's like them talking about the, like the picture of him on the ground when he was smiling. It's like, I, you know, it's the essence of Griffey. Like, yeah, we've talked about this for, the, I think happened, the so. best part about that, the Griffey documentary, the part I enjoyed the most was the, just the, they went in, into detail with his the stuff with his dad. That's yeah. And I it was like on that. Father's Day too, so that was kind of cool. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, but just the way that they joked around with each other, and still even now, yeah, that, that the way that they interact with each other was yeah. a lot of fun. But yeah, I didn't really learn anything. I, that's, no. I guess that's what I'll say. There was no. I think you know after that Jordan documentary, we have this high standard of oh, we're gonna see some inside yeah, shit because you know? yeah because they filmed absolutely everything. Um, and I think I think I might have learned more from the the interview he did with all the smoke yeah maybe yeah i can't remember exactly what they talked about in that versus talking about the draft process was interesting yeah yeah um, there is we've already talked about all the smoke more than once or twice on this podcast but they if you want to learn more about griffey um or just hear him talk a little i think some of it is jordan you know 
Now, there are some people that have said, oh, Jordan, it was a puff piece for Jordan. And yeah, there's some truth to that. But he, you know, there was some, he was talking. Like he was spilling some beans. Like yeah. he, he was letting some stuff out. Where Griffey, yeah. Griffey is not really like He was that. like, I didn't do it for the money. I didn't do it for the fame. I did it because I love baseball. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like, come on. Like, how many uh, times are we going to watch documentaries where they just say shit like that? And yeah. It's like, it's like, okay, Griffey, I believe you. Yeah, I think but, it's true. I, I, I do believe that about him. Yeah. But it's like, okay, yeah. I mean, I already kind of knew that. Yeah, and yeah. you like baseball. Like, but he, didn't, <laughs> he didn't say, like, why didn't they... There was nothing like, man, I would have loved if he would have talked about Mariner ownership a little bit. Or, yeah, he, he like, or, he said he like very, he like touched and yeah. lifted back off on the podcast on the All the Smoke about that. But that's not Griffey though. Griffey's, no. I don't, I don't, I, he'll go to the grave and probably never say negative stuff. He didn't say, he didn't say, like he truthfully had a warm heart towards Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa and Barry Bonds and that whole situation. Yeah. Like he truthfully was like, I'm not a hall of fame voter. Yeah. Like they're, you know, they're cool dudes. Like whatever. Yeah. yeah like, he's, I, I couldn't, I don't know if I could look at it like that. If I were him, I'd probably be more bitter. Yeah. I and mean, there are some with Griffey, there are some reporters, like, you know, he Griffey could be a little moody. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so there are some reporters that, that thought he was a jerk, but but and Griffey has said it, it, if if you approach me a certain way, I'm gonna come back a certain way. So I think, but I think he did misread people sometimes yeah. too. So yeah. you know, but but as far as so he could be kind of a jerk to reporters sometimes, mm-hmm. not real bad, but just like a kind of a bitch sometimes <laughs> to be honest. But um, but uh, you know, and then some he would joke with them too, like he would fuck with them just like he fucked with his teammates, and it. It was all in fun, but some reporters don't like that. Yeah. They can't handle that. Yeah. Um, like, I would have loved junior. it if he would have, yeah. you know, broken my balls a little bit. The hell? That yeah, that'd be awesome. Fun. Yeah. Um, but, but he's never, I've never heard Griffey say a negative thing about a, a, a teammate, a coach, ownership. And he could have many times. He could have blasted ownership mm-hmm. for, you know, for, for doing, not doing things. Yeah. Um, but even to this day, he, he, you know, he, and part of it, he does kind of work for them still. He does true. Some, that's it's true. He, he does he have said, a relationship. He said on the, uh, all the smoke, he said he's an employee, Yeah, so, which I didn't even know he's technically it's an employee. It's very part-time. Yeah, but yeah. I think he just does that so he can go in the locker room pretty much. Yeah. I think that's the only reason. He just reason. wants to be around the game, but yeah. he's not, you know, super committed to it. But, yeah. you know, I think, uh, but still you would think he could, like saying something about previous owners wouldn't be that bad or you know um or previous general but yeah that's just not him he'll never i don't think he would ever do that under any circumstances he's just kind of he he, that's just not what he does i hope we see some athletes on their deathbeds just say reckless shit like i I hope i hope lebron when he's like really really old just lets it fly just everything he's experienced (laughs) all the people he really actually doesn't like but he has to save face um yeah uh, um i kind of lost my train of thought there but yeah i i would really like to see a guy like griffey just shit on barry bonds right like yeah, in his last year yeah. you know <laughs> um, yeah i think that's what what was so that's that was a different again with the jordan thing is he's 
he was a little bitter about some stuff mm-hmm. and I didn't think that guy should have won the MVP. And he was and... drinking all yeah, that. And yeah. He was he was really it, I was very surprised to see him so relaxed and com- and comfortable just saying shit. Yeah. Yeah. I think at this point he knows I think at this point he's realized that um nothing he can really do or say unless it's actually hateful can affect his brand. Yeah. Yeah, it's oh, it just it helps. just adds it just adds to the legend of Michael Jordan. Even if he comes off as a little bit of a dick, yeah. with, you know, punching Steve Kerr, like that's just part of the legend. That's so just part I know of Mike. I, I know you think LeBron is the goat, mm-hmm. but did did watching the Jordan documentary did that did that make you close that gap a little bit? It, mm, I mean, no, I don't think it made me close the gap. I think it. Um, I mean. I think it just made me more of a fan of Michael Jordan as a person. Okay. I like I knew he it didn't change my opinion of the way he played. Gotcha. Um okay. I just it, it like because I just it did I like him some, for like America it kind of did a little he, bit. He was just he was just hot, you know, people were talking about him again yeah, and then, yeah. and then they were watching his highlights and then they were looking at his stat lines. It, it was just I think it just kind of uh revitalized the conversation right. about him. Gotcha. Um uh just I mean th- this is a much uh, very different scenario, but I, I think a lot of people started moving Kobe up their rankings list when, yeah. when he passed. Yeah. I genuinely, sure. I, I think that's true. And we all, we always do that when somebody yeah. passes away too young, we, yeah. we move them up. I've always had Kobe sitting around my floating around my top five. Um, yeah. but I think, I think a lot more, I think there are a lot of people that, um, you know, and it's just, it's just a natural human thing. I, I think there are even some people putting him Kobe at two and, and LeBron three yeah, or Jordan and three. I hadn't seen yeah. that really ever before. No, so, no. so I mean, you know, not out loud and, and, again, it's a very different scenario, but it's yeah. kind of the same thing. Uh, kind of a, a similar thing where, uh, you know, we're, we're just talking about the person again. Um, yeah, it'll happen with LeBron, like when he yeah. gets his when send he, off. When his the doc, same thing will yeah, when his doctor ops. I I imagine he's got a film crew. Imagine, imagine the the documentary of the COVID championship that LeBron wins, and oh, they have all the behind oh. the scenes footage. <laughs> Although I guess they probably can't have camera crews in there right now, right. but. Um, if they could find a way to get some behind the scenes footage of LeBron putting up shots in a mask or something. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. And we're all going to watch that and go, fuck that time. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that sucks so much. Actually. Yeah. I don't even know if, I think people maybe won't want any COVID content. Like I'm, I'm scared. I'm scared that stand-up comedians are only going to have COVID jokes and I'm I'm scared it's going to be an overload of COVID content. I've heard Rogan and some of his guests say, no, we're not. No, no we're not doing Good. any of that shit. Good. I, to me, COVID stuff, you need to like five years. Really, yeah, you either you either <laughs> you need know? to wait or really find a, a your own lane kind of into yeah. the issue. That's kind of what comedy is. Like you, you know, find an issue or a topic and create your own avenue in it. Um, there's just you just can't yeah. do that right now. Even like, I'm fatigued. Like I, you know, I was I've. I like to make a lot of jokes on Facebook and just have some fun. Yeah. Um, but, but even I, I've like fucking run out of COVID <laughs> jokes. Yeah, like, it's bad. I'm just tired. I'm tired it's of bad. it. And it's not funny. anymore. It's not in the same yeah. way that like a normal tragedy would be the thing where it's like, you can't joke about that. Yeah. It's just, it's just like, please stop. Like, yeah. Yeah. We're just I'm so uh, done enough, talking about enough. it. So done. Um, yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I think the COVID thing, it'll be like, 
if the Le- LeBron documentary comes out five years from now, then it'll be okay. But yeah. if it came out next year, we're gonna be like, "Fuck this!" I'm I don't not think watching. LeBron would have it drop probably until no, it'll after be... he's in the hall. I think he'd probably do it around the time he gets into the hall yeah. of fame. No, that would make that would make the most sense. Yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised if he's already had a camera crew in for a season. Um, Possibly, if he doesn't, know. he's going to. Well, Kobe, Kobe already did too. So I don't mm-hmm. know if. Because Adam Silver had a big hand in in the Jordan documentary, yeah. he was actually the one that kind of put everything together. So I'm guessing he probably had at least some role in getting the Kobe one. So I don't. Maybe LeBron already knew that this Jordan documentary was going to happen, and maybe he already knew about the Kobe one too. Right. I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case, but who knows? All I know is that there will be a LeBron documentary someday. Yeah. And they. Not one. The, not two. <laughs> there, there will be so much pressure to get it right that they can't not get it right. Like they have oh, yeah. to make it really good. So I'm confident that it will be. Um, he's gonna have to say something interesting for it to be good. And that's the thing is he's gonna have to give details and yeah. and uh, that. So that's what that's why I don't know. Maybe maybe he waits more. Maybe he waits longer because you know he's obviously a first ballot Hall of Famer. Is he really yeah. gonna? spill some beans only four or five years out of the league i don't know if he will i mean yeah. there's still he still has peers in the league there there do his teammates he has teammates in the league that'll go on to play for another 10 years yeah so yeah. it's like i don't know if he'd want to do it that soon right who knows um so yeah i guess uh before we we close here let's get into round two of our uh seattle what was it seattle sports moments bracket yes um i think okay good it's over what? there um <laughs> like, yeah do we have it yeah so yeah. so um, we went you grab it um so yeah we went this this was a thing that was in the seattle times a week ago we did round one and it basically is pitting it's 32 right yeah 32 the 32 best moments in seattle sports history um kjr did this too i think the seattle times kind of stole it from kjr but Seattle Times has it in print. Fuck and the we've Times, got, man. We've got it in print. Yeah, I, I'm times. still, yeah. Fuck, fuck the Times. Um, but this is we're, not we're gonna an endorsement. Use their, we're going to use their this stupid This is not an newspaper. endorsement of the Times. Fuck the Times. No. Um, um, unless they pay us. They can pay us to say good things about them. <laughs> yeah, I'll love the Times if you pay me. I don't yeah. think they have any money to pay us, though. Um, <laughs> it's too bad, because I used to like them. Yeah. I don't know. They're, I, they're uh, what's his name, is a nutcase that... that the publisher yeah whose name i'm forgetting now but uh, don't give him don't give him no. airtime on our five viewer podcast <laughs> uh, yeah all right so we got edgar's double um and you okay for you it's edgar's double versus uh stewart winning the championship brianna stewart winning the championship okay. with the storm and for me it's the back-to-back griffey blast which is actually funny because it's now it's topical it wasn't when i chose it but um <sighs> Uh, I I mean it's Edgar's yeah, double. Can I change my answer? <laughs> Either way, Edgar's double. Yeah, now I'm like I have the emotion of the of the Griffey yeah. and and Father's Day and yeah yeah and all that. The uh, the only yeah. I mean and then you said Stuart and I was like who's Stuart? <laughs> <laughs> so maybe I made the wrong choice. The, our reasoning was uh, it's a championship. Yeah, that, that's yeah. the reasoning. Yeah. So you know it, it's definitely very viable to go with that, even though you know we don't. We don't really watch the WNBA. Yeah. Um, but either way, whoever is going up against Edgar's double is getting beat. So. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. We have some good ones coming up. Yeah. Uh, coming no, I mean, in the, in the, between oh, in those round. two. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I, I mentioned this last week, but I don't like their bracket. I there To me, there were, there were like 
matchups that I'm like, neither one of these should yeah. advance. And there are matchups where I'm like, these are like, these are both like, you know, final mm-hmm. eight, you know, final eight, final four level Seriously. in the first round. So I didn't like their bracket. At like time. big, big unit. Like we had the, um, we had big unit coming in for relief versus Felix's perfect game. Yeah. That's ridiculous. And what it's are we like, doing? I guess they must have done that because they're both pitching performances. Yeah. But no. And, and boys in the boat is advancing. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, what? <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway. Uh. Yeah, you could put Randy or or Felix. Those those match you up. Could make arguments that they could be touching final four. Yeah. Or at least top close. top ten at least. Yeah. yeah. Um. So. <clears throat> yeah. So again, fuck you, Seattle Times. Yeah, fuck the that. Times, man. F- fuck the Times. Um. <laughs> so okay, we got uh Sonics championship in '79 versus phrase save which is essentially we'll just call it the moment that sealed the sounders uh cup victory this is an easy answer for us it's the sonics uh yeah i mean we're both repping the sonics right now yeah. uh I, we've said it before we, you know sounders I, I don't know if you can really call us sounders fans because no. i couldn't name four players on the team but we support them i yeah i, I always wish them well i'm always mm-hmm. happy for you know we we know and a lot of people f- hey fuck the timbers too fuck the timbers fuck the timbers fuck them um yeah we we obviously we know a lot of people that are big fans and i've been you know so happy for them when the sounders i'm just not a big enough soccer fan to call myself like an actual sound yeah i'm not gonna i'm not gonna rep rep them when i'm like i'm not gonna show up when they're in the finals and pretend i'm a fan exactly yeah i i will say it was a good job by us not hopping not being like oh we're sounders fans yeah we did a good job i'm like i watch it like i'm happy for them but I'm, i'm not gonna become a fan because of their success i mm-hmm. think that's pretty cheap so yeah um which i'm actually i might do that with the nhl team full disclosure i might hop on a bandwagon yeah, with the nhl team. team um yeah. uh it might take them to be good though for me that's the thing i don't know yet and the sounders um, <laughs> sounders you have a chance to you might win me as a fan yeah if there's no baseball and yeah you guys good are point. playing your tournament you might you might earn a fan Who i might knows? watch yeah I'm gonna i watch, watch I, wa- I watch the world cup so i guess i don't know why i wouldn't yeah i'd I mean, watch I a cornhole not... championship right now are you good kidding point me? yeah <laughs> um by the way we we should record an aussie football league game it's not rugby oh yeah, it's yeah. different yeah it is different yeah um I've, i heard pat mcafee talking about it apparently it's really it's pretty cool it's cool yeah so yeah it's on at like i think like 2 a.m our time literally so so obviously we can't watch it but um yeah we should we should record it yeah that'd be fun um all right we got seahawks ot comeback against the packers versus masked bird it's gonna be the seahawks going to the super bowl and winning on a last on an overtime sue bird thing was great and she's legend yeah, my favorite women's basketball player of all time. Me probably. too. Yeah, me too. Like she's great. Yeah. She's a she's a stud. She's mm-hmm. you know tough, mm-hmm. great player, um, long career, um, lover. But yeah, no, I'm I'm sorry. I I gotta go football on that one. Yeah. Um. All right, we got Isaiah Block. <laughs> Isaiah Thomas, cold blooded. Um. Versus. Cold blooded. Versus Harvin's touchdown return. Oh, man. So the moment we realized we're winning the Super Bowl, although we were already up, we already yeah, we're pro- up twenty-two to nothing. We already probably would have won. Yes. But the moment we realized we're, the Seahawks are going to win the Super Bowl, versus the moment that 
the Huskies actually do win the Pac-12 championship. Yeah. Head to the tournament. It's tough. And I have his jersey on my wall, and that was the jersey they were wearing. They were wearing the black jerseys. Yeah, it was dope. And Percy Um, Harvin's a nut job. But it's interesting because we we watch, you know, when when I watch a game, no matter the circumstance, my brain is always calculating, you know, now you can, you know, watch – watch it online what are the what's the probability yeah yeah but my my brain has kind of always done that and it's probably mm-hmm. grossly inaccurate but i sit there and like okay this would have to happen this would have to happen and this would have to happen so when i watch that super bowl we're up 22 to nothing and i'm like you know we they have were the playing, ball they were playing but they're playing the the record-setting nfl offense i'm yeah. like and i was wrong but i'm like they're not you're not going to keep them, and we have one of the greatest defenses of all. You could argue mm-hmm. the greatest NFL defense of all time. Top five, you know, for right, sure. Right up there with the 80, 85 Bears and the, the Ravens and, and all Steelers, the you know, yeah. Steelers and all that. I mean, they're they're up there in that conversation. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, you got you got Peyton Manning and a record-setting offense. They're not going to, you know, I'm like, I could see three touchdowns. Like, bad things could happen. And the thing is, like, we had the balls too, though. So it was like yeah. we had to give up the ball. And then let him score, give it up, let him score, give it yeah. up, let him score. So it's unlikely, but when when Harvin brought that back, I'm like, it's fucking over. They're not scoring. I remember, touchdowns. I remember you looking at me and saying, like, we won, like, this, yeah. that's it. Like, yeah, and I don't usually do that that early no. in a game. No, you never do. You no. almost, I don't, I don't recall you ever doing that another time, uh, unless it was against maybe like Sac State. But my brain, like, yeah, Sac yeah, State. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's the only other time. But my brain is like calculating and going. Yeah, I, yeah. It's they're just, not they're not scoring four no, touchdowns and no. and shutting us out. Not only so. would they have to score four touchdowns, but they were cold to begin with. Yeah, so it's like yeah. they have to not only score four, which is a lot in a half. That's a shit ton of points to score in a half. But you have to do it when you've been playing like dog shit the entire day already. So yeah, yeah. Um, so what are you picking? Uh, <laughs> now that we've yeah, now that we've I mean, hyped up two, these are again two of my yeah. favorite moments of all time they shouldn't even be matched up in the second round honestly um it's okay Uh, and i'm trying to put myself in the moment too um and like the the a touchdown return on on the second half kickoff yeah like that's so nuts i guess oh my gosh it's hard like i i want to go with the game winner but we're talking about the super bowl you know what i mean i mean it's the biggest it's the biggest ever Uh, period just the biggest ever one on this I, <laughs> I I think I'm gonna take it. Yeah. I think I'm gonna take it. Yeah. Because I went fucking nuts yeah. when that happened. Yeah. I went so nuts when that happened. Um. And I was obviously, you know, so excited when Harvin returned the touchdown. But we still had a whole half of football to go. And it was more like relief, like <sighs> yeah, I can true. breathe. Because it was yeah. our we already had the excitement of being up twenty two to nothing and the first play being a safety and all this stuff. Um, it was, it was a sigh of relief more, more to me. And I I wouldn't say that that was like a better moment than him hitting a game winner, you know? Yeah. And that put, put them in the, in the tournament Mm -hmm. too. Yeah. They wouldn't have been in the tournament. I'm, I think I'm going to have to go with you and say it. It's really tough. It's so hard on that one. But I think in that moment, I was more excited about that than the Harvin return. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm going to go, I'm like kind of the tiebreaker for me is the, the dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Seriously. Like Seriously. I, I like it, you know, mm-hmm. we saw his, his Jersey go up. 
Um, yeah, I got to go IT on that one. All right. Uh, we got the tip, which is, I think, I think maybe my favorite sports play of all time. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that I've seen at least personally live. Uh, obviously you saw Edgar's double, so it's a little tough, but, um, versus, okay, this is, we also disagreed on this one. Um, the, for you, it was everybody scores. And for me, it was the Lister blister camp camp jamming, but I mean, it's the tip for, yeah, I mean, it's not even a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think both of those, like both made it through because they were both kind of like, you know, yeah, like everybody cool, scores but... was was really great at, at that time. But yeah, the tip put you in the Super Bowl. Yeah, like it's like it's you're my gonna, favorite play. The ever. ball's in the air. Oh shit, we might lose. It's legitimately my favorite. Yeah, I think yeah. I yeah for sure at least that I've seen yeah. like on a you know live. So yeah. Um, so we got smelling roses, which was ninety two, right? Yeah. And then we got uh, Plum claiming the record. Yeah, football. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, explain I mean, to me why that Rose Bowl was more significant than any other Rose Bowl. Well, was it? Yeah, so that was the 91 team. Oh, oh okay, yeah, yeah. 90, it was 92. Okay, yeah. yeah. So they won the 90 ni- the 92 team lost the Rose yes, Bowl. Yes. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. then it's going to be that one because that You had Desmond that, that Desmond was their, Howard the Heisman Trophy winner getting shut down. That was their championship. And Mario yeah. Bailey doing the Heisman right. pose I forgot to that was him. I yeah, I got the years mixed up. I was there too, man. Like it's yeah. like it was, uh, it was a I great got the day. I got the years mixed up. I forgot that was um cuz yeah, obviously the 92 yeah. and 91 thing is a little confusing. So yeah, I mean, I guess I originally like I, my gut went went plum plums record but i forgot that that was like what secured them the championship and is yeah. against michigan um so then we got boys in the boat versus felix's perfect game it's gonna perfect be felix game. um nhl going to seattle versus the beast quake it's gonna be the beast quake <laughs> um so let's see we have this means so we're down to the elite eight so do we want to do um how do we want to do? Do we want to end it here? Do we want to do another round and then the final four and championship next time, or do we want to do all three next time, or um, just the elite eight next time and then the final four? Let's do let's do the elite eight now. Now, okay, and I then like we'll that. do the final four and championship next next week. I like that. Um, all right, uh, we got okay. It's Edgar's double versus. Sonics championship. Oh my god! And here's the thing about the Sonics championship is I didn't even know that that happened. <laughs> Me neither, honestly. <laughs> no, I mean because I lived in West Virginia. I yeah. moved here three months after that happened, mm-hmm. and I, I, I don't even know. We didn't really have a great TV, and it the NBA wasn't a huge deal. Especially then. Seattle. I mean, so I, I, I've learned like I've grown to love that, and I've watch some some of their games and you know read a lot about it um but i didn't feel that emotion it happened before i was here yeah even though like that should have been if i had moved here six months earlier that would have been right in my wheelhouse i was eight years old yeah like that would be my first great sports memory but as it is i come here and i'm like what's all this green shit people are wearing (laughs) yeah um sonics what is that i don't even i didn't even know what sonic meant Mm -hmm. like what the fuck is sonic for me um not only did i not obviously see it happen um i i wasn't a huge basketball fan and 
until the last few years. Like, that's when I, I mean, I was a basketball fan, but I really started getting into the NBA the last couple of years. You started thinking for yourself instead of hearing me say in terms yeah. of fucking, the, yeah, fucking exactly. NBA game off. Exactly. God I, damn, I, Howard I, Schultz, I, you I, fucking <laughs> bastard, I hate you. Yeah. I went to college and realized, oh, actually, I like basketball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, but. I hope you could still hear me a little bit. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't even really have a personal connection to like the players that were on the team like i don't i respect a lot of people who would put them up there right i know i know i I respect i didn't i respect sigma and x-man and all that but i just like i didn't live that moment it wasn't my moment so i can't i can't elevate i didn't live either of these but i i get chills when i hear edgar's double when i hear the call at the end of the day you know i don't i don't the only reason i know jack sigma is because he looks funny and also <laughs> NBA 2K. A sweet perm. Yeah. Um, listen to, if you haven't heard it before, anybody listening to this right now, listen to the call at the end of the, when the Sonics won the championship. And just the, the guy, it, it sounded like, you know, game 27 of the regular really? season. I don't the, think you've even heard the call. Uh, Maybe Blackburn, I have. Bob Blackburn. And he was a good, good play by play man. But it was, things were just more straight laced then. So he's yeah, like, true. you know, the the ball gets thrown high in the air, and <laughs> the Sonics have won the nineteen seventy nine NBA championship or something like that. And it just you're like, and it just cuts the commercial. Dude, <laughs> you just did, did you pretend to be <laughs> enthused? Yeah. But he was just a pro. He was right. a pro's pro. Right. So that's not really man. What you imagine did then. having because sports fans. I mean, maybe it's changed. Maybe sports fans are just way more passionate now. Like they had the same feelings, right? There just wasn't the hooting and hollering, but yeah. like imagine trying to hold back those same emotions. Like and a play by play guys nowadays will cry and scream yeah. on the mic. Like the mic will the cry and scream. Hey guys, it is actually here where her audio uh, cut off, so if you want to hear the breakdown of all of the rest of the matchups, which I believe believe we actually have some fairly interesting insight and some some real tough decisions to make, um, you know, go ahead and check that out on the YouTube. The audio quality will be worse at that part, but you'll get the full thing. here, though, I will just tell you who made our final four. Um, so if you don't want to have that spoiled, go to the YouTube video right now. Um, otherwise, the final four are Edgar's double versus Isaiah Thomas's game winner in the Pac-12 championship. And then the other matchup is the tip to secure the NFC championship game against the 49ers versus the Beastquake. Um, so, yeah. Tune in next week to see what we choose. And, uh, yeah, have a 
Have a great week. Peace.